Welcome, everybody, to the Voices Carry Paranormal Talk Radio Show. We're back for another wonderful show, and boy, I'll tell you what, for the first time today, it felt like it was getting over 40 to 45 degrees here in Pennsylvania. Man, it's been a long, long time since we felt the warm weather, and today was kind of a sunny day, uh, approaching almost 50 degrees. Snow starting to melt. I can feel springtime in the air, and it just makes me happy. And plus, you know, the days are getting longer too. Um, I like to, for the fact that we'll be pushing the clocks ahead in the next probably couple of weeks. I think it's daylight saving time. Or, so yeah, about 6.30. I'm noticing now that it's it takes about, about 6.30 before it's totally dark. That's awesome. It's awesome, awesome. I love this time of year when we're starting to change from out of winter into spring. All right, tonight we're going to have another probably six or seven EVPs I want to play from the Ashbridge house. I know we've been uh, kind of stuck on this house, but I got 20, I think it's 25 or 26 EVPs. And I wanted to make sure all of you guys were able to hear the first and second show, but I wanted to get through them all to make sure everyone has a chance to hear them. So we'll get right into our first one here, which if you remember, kind of give a little bit of the uh, background for uh, the Ashbridge house. It is a house historical house in uh, located in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, in Chester County part of the county, where it was built, I believe in 1848 was the house, and it still stands. It actually sits in front of a, a Chick-fil-A now, believe it or not, and you're probably saying, huh? But it doesn't look too bad. It's kind of off to the left and down the hill a little bit, so the parking lot kind of butts right up to the house. And many times when I'm sitting in that Chick-fil-A, you know, I'll, I'll maybe go there maybe a couple times a year, three or four times a year, and I'm waiting in the drive-through. I can, you almost can feel like you can reach your hand out the window and touch the house. That's how close it is. It's probably maybe sits about fifty feet from um, from the from the drive-through at, at Chick-fil-A. So the house is pretty cool. And I, you know, I sit there and I and I, I remember sitting there one time, I'm like, geez, maybe I should just bring my EVP recorder one time, stick it out the window, and ask a couple questions while. I, I'm in, uh, in the line and see if I get anything, but nah, I'm just joking around. That's something that, you know, amateur ghost hunter would do, but it's funny. That's how close you are. And I'm all, often, often reminded. And every time I go there, you know, I was like, man, I gotta get back in that place. Cause that's an EVP hot, hot haven or, um, EVP uh, beacon, I guess it's like a magnet and it just, uh, we got so many good EVPs there and we got more tonight and we're going to bring them to you. So the first one we're going to talk about here, uh, I'll go ahead and play it and then we'll, well, it sounds, I think it says something to the to the effect of that's the spirit. See if you can hear it, and I'll go back and I will highlight the area where it says that's the spirit. Okay, so you heard heard uh, uh, that the voices that you heard where women who were uh, in, the, in part of the investigation, we had uh, probably four or five women that night because it, it was a pretty decent-sized house, so we could have six or seven people. We break them up to groups, and everyone hits a different floor, and if you manage it correctly, you don't get too much contamination. But um, wasn't sure if you could hear the actual VP portion, but what I like about this video is because the voices, when you hear regular people's voices, and then you have the EVP, you can, their voices almost act as a backdrop to you know the EVP, so it makes it, it almost like makes it like white noise that comes through, so you hear a little better. So I will play where it says that's the spirit a few times, and let's see if you guys can hear it. Hello. 
So you hear, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. Okay, that's the spirit. Now, is there any rhyme or reason to that? Nope. I would say that it's almost like a, they're like joking around, like they, they hear the investigators talking. They may be commenting on something. They may just be saying, and just might be residual energy uh, stuck in, in that area at that particular time that comes through. We don't know. What's fascinating is when we think about how does EVP occur? How does electronic voice phenomena happen? I've talked to audio engineers. I've talked to people in the par- other people in the paranormal and really kind of delve, in, delve into um, why this occurs. And there's a number, number of different theories. But over the years, I really believe what, what, I, I, what I came down to my own belief system is that there is such a thin veil between life and the other side. And I don't want to, I never call it death because I don't believe we really die. We lose our physical body, but I think life continues. We just lose the physical three-dimensional world where we can walk around and people can see us and, and we're, we're deemed by the world as, or the living as alive. However, our spirit still goes on and we can still attach to certain areas. We can attach to people. We can attach to locations. And, and uh, it's almost like their, their uh, voices kind of blend a little bit in our dimension and, and they can see us and hear us. So we kind of blend into their, their world, even though we can't really reach out yet and touch each other, so-called to speak. Not that, other, that the spirits don't touch people because I believe they do. And I've seen it. But uh, where people claim they've been touched, I've been touched. I've been touched. I've been touched by something that I would say um, definitely wasn't normal. Um, we've all been some investigators been pushed, scratched, so on and so forth. So we do know they have the ability or the energy to almost act like they're physically living. And if if, if anybody's fortunate enough to see uh, an apparition, whether it's full body or just a partial. That's living proof that the energy is so strong that it's actually, uh, you know, the energy can kind of go into our dimensional world. It's actually becoming, I guess you want to say one dimensional because it's not, doesn't have any depth to it. Um, it's more almost like a, like an overlay that we see. Um, but it's, it's all fascinating because if death was finality, to me, people, people, you know, I've been accused before of, oh, why do you dabble in this stuff? You know, you're just asking for it. Why would anybody in their right mind try to communicate with the dead? You know, they, they seem to make it like an anti-religious, an anti, like it's, it's like a sin to do this. Um, you know, you shouldn't be necromancing. You shouldn't be uh, you know, getting involved with communicating with, with the dead. I don't look at it that way. I don't think anybody's dead. I think we always continue to live. I think life's forever. I do believe in, at times that uh, we're given a choice, just like we're given a choice in life, free will. We're given a free will to come back if we want. Others just want to stay where they're at, and they're content where they are, um, whether it's remaining as a ghost, if it's some people, I guess, want to go to heaven. I, I don't know. None of us know these these answers. We have belief systems. I, be, I do believe I'm a Christian. I do believe in Jesus Christ. I do believe in heaven. But I think there's more to the picture than we know, and that's part of the life's process is uh, we haven't figured it all out here on the earth. Kind of like with UFOs or Bigfoot, you know, um, 
there are people that believe Bigfoot is an interdimensional being. I kind of, as time goes on, I kind of agree with, with that. You know, do you want to call it a ghost? Do you want to call it some kind of hybrid of a UFO? I don't know. But that's the reason I believe we don't, we can't catch any pictures or, or concrete uh, video of this creature. I do not believe it's a 500-pound gorilla roaming around the woods because we would have caught something and we would probably found some kind of bones or some kind of, you know, we, we, we know that Gigantopithecus um, was roamed the earth because we found bones of, of that creature and that animal, but no one's ever really found any bones or, or um, proof, solid proof that Bigfoot exists. We get a lot of castings from footprints. Uh, I know Ron Moorhead has done some amazing work back in the 70s where he, he caught vocalizations from Bigfoot, and some of them were amazing. Um, can we prove it's Bigfoot? No, but you can actually hear some kind of animals using some kind of language. Um, and I think he even had the whole, you know, his recordings uh, looked over or examined by a linguistics specialist. Uh, I believe it was at the University of Washington, one of those schools out west there. And it was determined that what was being said on those recordings back from 1971 to 74 that Ron caught or, or his group of people out there in the Northern Pacific caught was indeed some form of language. There were, there were animals that were communicating. And from what I understand, only human beings can communicate through language. Animals have ability to use other forms of communication, but they don't have, they're just not given the ability like we are, as I'm sitting here speaking to you, and I have the ability to speak to you, and you could be anywhere around the world, and you understand me. You don't have to be in pro, uh, close proximity, because that's the gift that what makes humans so special is that we can communicate with each other. And so that's why human beings progress, where other animals just stay the same. When I mean stay the same, they might they might adapt in their environment, but they never evolve like human beings evolve because. One, they don't have communication. They can't speak to each other like we can. And two, they don't they don't have the ability to um, come together because of communication and language, come together and, you know, do research, do, for, you know, human beings, what makes us great is that we're always trying to make things better, whether it's faster, whether it's more powerful, whether it's brighter, whether it's more efficient, we're always trying to push the envelope and that's what, because of our intelligence, that's what allows us to, you know, rule the earth, I guess you want to say. And with, with that comes responsibilities because we can also damage the earth and, and damage our environment. Where you take an elephant or you take a lion, a lion or an elephant may adapt to their environment, but a lion or elephant is probably the same, uh, you know, 500 years ago as they are today. There's not much evolution. Uh, they figure certain things out and know how to eat and how to survive, and that's it. But they don't really push, they don't evolve like a human being does. So, interesting stuff. All right, so I'll go ahead and play their second EVP. And this one says, this is a class C EVP. We talked about class A, B, and C. And a class C, C EVP is just where we have a, usually have a, a recorder locked off. We hear a distinct voice. Usually, it's some sometimes uh, inaudible to the sense that 
I may understand what it's saying, but then on the other hand, you may not. So we don't really come to an agreement, but we both realize that or recognize there is something there and we can't dispute that. So let's play that. I believe this one's saying the homes. Okay, the homes. Now we did research. Uh, I was thinking it was saying like homes, like H O L M E S. Um, couldn't find anything. Uh, not that that means that that spirit wasn't really attached to the location. It just we couldn't figure out on our end the relevance of that communication from the spirit to us. So, but I think it's worth pointing out because I wanted to play these EVPs because these are the type of EVPs that most people or most groups are going to get. They're not going to get these class A EVPs where, you know, you hear a whole full sentence like I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. It doesn't work like that. It's hard when it's, it's just fascinating that they're able to communicate with no voice box, no physical being, no um, body like you and I and no larynx. And how does, how does, how does that voice get imprinted? How does that happen? That's what's so fascinating about this because if you are, and that's why I think science doesn't want to touch a lot of this. They just debunk all this stuff or they just think you're crazy. Or there's always coming up with some uh, some kind of other excuse why, oh, it's cross-contamination from the radio station. And, you know, you're probably getting some uh, communication from people, uh, you know, that maybe lived in the house before. They were living people. It's kind of just energy. It's caught there. But when you're getting direct answers, and we don't get direct answers all the time. Well, when you ask a question, you get somewhat of a direct answer or you do get a direct answer. You can't dispute that. And that's usually what backs every audio engineer or what any type of physicist that um, I've had conversations with in the last 20 years. When you say that to them, they look at you and go, I don't know. Like, you know, they, they, they want to just blow it off like, you know, I don't have an answer. So, and, and I try to explain to them. They're like, well, Bob, what do you think it is? Because since you know it all. And I'm like, I don't know it all. But I'm asking you a question because we're talking about our, you know, our understanding of our environment. And my answer back to them is always, don't you believe, can't you guys just humble yourself a little bit and just think that, you know what, we haven't had everything figured out yet. We may understand uh, physics for the most part, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing that exists in our environment. I think there's a, a much, much, we've only scratched the surface on what this universe uh, is like. And for people to just have kind of almost like a cynic attitude, like, you know, just because it doesn't comply with the rules that we've figured out so far, um, it doesn't exist. And they're, and they're just shut down. They just uh, are closed minded. Um, but when I have, there are some people, some scientists out there say, you know, it's, it is fascinating thing. We, we need to do more research on it. That's all you really want is just an open mind. And, um, that's all we're looking for. So, all right, the next EVP we have, and this one says, it's weird because this is like some unknown, strange woman's voice, I guess, you get sometimes. We'll play the EVP and then uh, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
So I wasn't sure if you ever hear the EVP portion. So you hear a lot of voices. There was one guy there, a gentleman who was talking. You can hear his voice come through pretty much. But then uh, there's the, the EVP voice that I'll, I'll play. I'll play back a few times for you, um, and we'll see what it says here. Okay, what what it sounds like to me on my end saying, I never, I never, I never, like that. Listen. Now, what she's talking about, I never, mm, don't know what that means. I mean, is she responding back to some of the things that the investigators are saying? Now, one of the drawbacks with using a poorer or a lower quality audio recorder the benefits is that we usually get more EVPs that way. And I don't know if it's the white noise behind it, but one of the drawbacks is that you don't really get clear audio of, of what maybe humans are saying in another room or at a distance because it's, uh, you know, the microphone system is just not sensitive enough to pick up uh, syllables or articulate a human voice in a, in, a, in a way where if you're not speaking like right into the microphone like I am now to on the show, it's really, really, really difficult. Uh, to understand what they're saying. But, you know, I don't know what I never means. Um, but interesting stuff. Because you can hear, uh, and you hear the difference between the EVPs. And that's what I'm trying to do, is trying to give you enough samples where you can start to really develop and hear for this stuff. And the only way you get better at it is to hear more and more EVPs. Uh, people that join my group, they're like, Bob, how do you have such a good ear for this? I can't, I don't hear what you're hearing. But then when they, when I give them time and let them spend time with the EVP and, 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 and the multiple EVPs, you start to see their ability start to uh, fine tune. And uh, I remember one guy in our group, he's no longer with us, but a young guy named Andy, and he came and I remember the first couple of nights he was with us on investigation. He was whiter than any ghost you ever see. He was just, he, he knew that he was hearing stuff on these recorders, but was fascinated how we could pick them up. And then I, you know, I, I would hear them immediately and say, "Oh, it's saying this, it's saying that." And he's like, "What are you talking about? I don't hear it." And then when we played the recording back, he's like, "Holy Moses, you're right. I hear it now. I hear it." So when we give you different samples on the show here, it's to fine tune your hearing. So you'll hear on this EVP, this last one, where the spirit says, "I never." You hear the voices of living human beings talking, and then you kind of hear, I never. It's always like a whispery, raspy voice for the most part. Not all the time, but I'd say 90 to 95% of the time you'll hear that raspy voice. And it's, it's probably just due because they don't have a voice box. They don't have any depth or t- tone or bass to their voice like you and I do. So it does sound like it's a raspy voice. But it's good because that makes gives us the ability to kind of determine or to kind of hear, once we develop that ear for that EVPs, or the EVPs, is that we can kind of look for that raspy, whispery voice. And that, a lot of time, indicates to us that that's the EVP, or that's an EVP that we're catching, and not just regular human voices. And that's why I always ask other investigators to please don't whisper during investigations. When you whisper, that kind of contaminates our, our evidence and makes it really difficult for us to... Um, you know, determine if it's an EVP or not. All right, the next one we have, I'll go ahead and play this. And this one says, I believe, wait for me. (laughs) 
I, I hear, please wait for me, and I'll, I'll play the EVP portion of it. And I think I hear it says, please wait for me. Okay, maybe it just doesn't say please. Maybe it just says wait for me. But you can clearly hear says where it says wait for me. You know, wait for me. Um, that's indisputable. I can clearly hear. Hopefully, you guys heard it at home. At home, I would say that would be a class B. Um, some might argue, oh, that can even be a borderline class A. Uh, class A's. Uh, when you guys hear class A, I want you to really keep in your mind that you know, probably less than 10% of all EVPs are going to be Class A. And when I'm talking about Class A, you clearly can hear a voice like I'm speaking to you. It may be in a lower volume, but it's very clear and distinct. And they're usually caught on better recording systems. So um, not all times. I've had ones where they just say yes. And you want, you know, like the one word answers and they come, I mean, it's clear that, you know, you play them back for people and their eyes just raise because everyone knows what it said. So, and when you're going to direct answer to your question and we'll play them in future shows where I'll, I'll get together, you know, a group of really good class A EVPs that I caught over the investigations over the years. And you'll see the difference. You really will see the difference once you hear them. All righty. And our last one for tonight, and then we'll look like to wrap things up. This one is what we call a multiple vortex EVP meaning that there's a bunch of different voices within um, the actual capture. So this one seems to be explaining something to somebody. I don't have the voice as far as we asked any particular questions where something was at or where someone was or located in the building, but it seems to be answering us. Now what we hear is we hear something about saying something about upstairs and then it explains it was down to the left and then you hear another voice say, was it? And then we hear a final EVP in this capture of that door right there. So it's almost like it's guiding us to maybe where a certain spirit dwells. Or is it just residual energy where maybe two people at one time living were discussing things? And, um, you know, it's just embedded or imprinted into the environment. Don't know, but... Let's go ahead and review this thing because it may take us a couple of minutes to really break this down. And then uh, we'll come back and, you know, I'll review the whole thing as he put it all together. And then we'll wrap things up for the show for tonight. Okay, I can hear all of them. So let me, uh, you'll hear me, someone or me or somebody, I think it was, uh, I was there, but I was with another investigator. This was actually outside the dwelling because uh, you can kind of hear the volume of the, of, of the cars going by in the road. But this is a, this is a better EVP and you hear the, the clicking of someone, of Todd taking photos. Uh, what's fascinating, that's what I told you when I'm like in that line at Chick-fil-A, I feel like just putting out a recorder sometime out the door because I, I kid you not that the, the, the back of the house is only about 50, maybe 50 feet of that from the driveway of the Chick-fil-A. I mean, the, it just butts right up to the back of the house. Now, that was once all farmland, but the, all the farmland from the Asperger house has been sold and turned into a, 
a mega shopping center with a Home Depot and a Best Buy and grocery store and Chick-fil-A. There's a PJ Willingham's is an, even sits right behind it in the adjacent parking lot. So, um, now people say, well, you know, you could have, that could have been somebody's voice from the parking lot. Well, I don't think you're going to hear all those whispering voices. And the one voice where it says, was it seems to be a different spirit voice that's coming through. So let's start breaking down uh, this EVP as a whole. This one here, well, you'll hear upstairs. That sounds like a female voice saying upstairs. Okay. Now the second one was, it says down to the left. It's like saying upstairs and down to the left in the hallway. Okay. What's really cool about that one. It is a, it sounds like a male voice. It's a, it's a weaker male voice. I'll play it one more time. So you're hearing down to the left. And then you hear, um, was it? Now this was it, I think, is the, probably the clearest of all four voices we get on here. That sounds like a very strong, like a modern voice, like someone's almost in the room whispering. But uh, what was good about this EVP is that I had the ability to go back and we had video of uh, someone was carrying a video camera. So I, I played the video back and this this voice was not on the video camera when we were walking uh, outside the, the perimeter of the home. Um, so I'll play that one more time. So that sounds, was it? And then the very last capture we get is that door right there. So the whole entire EVP, and I'll play the whole thing in, in uh, together, it's only 21 and three quarter seconds long, but we get four EVPs in that one capture. So let's see if you can catch them all now in, one, in the one EVP. You get stuff like that. It just, uh, it just, it sends chills up my spine for sure, because you know I, you know, very rarely do you get where you get four, four EVPs on one capture. I mean, and it seems like it's directing us all the way down the hallway, and um, yeah, that's some good stuff right there. So that's what we call what we call multiple vortices, more vortices or vortex EVPs, where you get you know, a couple different voices. And it seems like to be multiple spirits there. Don't know if they're talking to each other, like I said, or don't know if they're trying to tell us anything. But when it says, I know something's there, uh, you know, was it down on the left side or something like that, whatever it said, it's it just like it was directed upstairs, I think it says. And then it said down to the left there. And uh, it's amazing stuff. It's really cool. Alrighty. So in the next few weeks, we're going to look to uh, have more 
maybe class B or CVPs from different locations. Uh, I got some really good ones um, from a couple couple different private locations that I'll play in the next few shows. But uh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and we'll continue to uh, knock these things out so you guys can continue to listen and develop the year for the EVPs. And hopefully everyone's using this. Some some people may use it for entertainment purposes. I just hope some people can get some educational purposes out of this. So uh, I love doing this. It's fun. And we enjoy and love having you guys here. So thanks for listening for the Voices Carry Paranormal Talk Radio Show.